0: power of compost allows us to uh, garner that those nutrients that were going to be lost, use them to create healthy soil, and then use that soil to feed people. So our end goal is to feed people.
1: Welcome to the second episode of the Composting for Community podcast from the Institute for Local Self-Reliance. My name is Nick Stummelanger, ILSR's communications manager. This episode is recorded during the U.S. Composting Council's annual conference in Los Angeles in January of 2017. It features Cat Nigro, formerly of Tilthy Rich Compost, now of Compost Now in Durham, North Carolina. We discuss the business model of Tilthy Rich and how bike-powered composting works with the city of Durham and the network of community gardens that they interact with, as well as the policy barriers to community composting. This podcast is a second in a special promo series for the 5th Annual Cultivating Community Composting Workshop and Forum in Atlanta in January of 2018, sponsored by the Institute for Local Self-Reliance and BioCycle Magazine. Register and learn more at ilsr.org slash ccc-2018. That's ilsr.org slash ccc-2018. Be sure to rate this podcast on iTunes or wherever you receive your podcasts. It helps us to continue to create great content for you, such as ILSR's other podcasts, Building Local Power, Local Energy Rules, and Community Broadband Bits. Finally, be sure to visit ILSR.org for the latest on our work in all sectors of community development. And now, here's Kat. At the Compost 2017 USCC's uh, composting conference here, so why don't you say hi?
0: Hi hey everybody. I'm so excited to be here.
1: And uh, we're going to get started and talk about uh, what's going on with North Carolina and what you're doing in Durham and the excellent uh, Tilthy Rich Compost. And then we'll just kind of go into the conversation. So why don't you, get, why don't you
0: start out? Thanks, Nick. Um, So Tilthia Ridge, we are a 100% bicycle-powered compost service in Durham, North Carolina. Uh, And what that means to us is we are committed to moving food scraps uh, using human power and not fossil fuels. Um, And right now, we act as a hauler and a processor. We partner with uh, local community gardens, and we um, so all the, the food that we divert to those gardens stay in the garden where we make compost for them to use and feed people in Durham.
1: Great, you have the answer pretty prepared, so that's good, that's great. Um, so I'll, I'll start off with the, the easy question, um, the power of compost, and I've kind of started off all these interviews with that, and um, we'll see what you have to say about that. But it should be a softball, you can knock it out.
0: Okay, thanks Nick. Um, so for us, we think that food scraps have a bigger purpose um, than landing up in a in, in landfill, so for us, we believe that um, the power of compost allows us to uh, garner that uh, those nutrients that were going to be lost use them to create healthy soil and then use that soil to feed people So our end goal is to feed people um, and, I, and I think empowering um, People to reduce their waste um, But and also contribute to ending um, hunger in Durham is huge And I think the power of compost um, allows that to be a reality right now, and it's been great.
1: That's great. That's that's really good to hear um, so I know that you you handle a lot of the hiring and doing that kind of staffing part, so maybe we'll start there. Um, What is, you know, from a bike hauling perspective, um, as far as doing that kind of collection, what is the most challenging part about doing bike hauling? I mean, I know you can think about, you know, doing bikes, obviously lots of hills in uh, where you live, so, I mean, that's going to be a big part of it, too, but... Um, how do you? What kind of a person does a does a bike hauling compost collection attract? And how is that difficult? How is that good? And you know, how does that contribute to the local economy?
0: That's great. Um, so what we found is the people who are interested in tilty Rich love the fact that we're bicycle powered. They're attracted to that first. Um, and what we found is those people are really um, highly invested in our mission from that standpoint. So these are people who are super resilient and super determined. They will bike in the snow, in the hot, humid summers of North Carolina. Um, they'll bike up the hills. They'll bike for 14 miles with 350 pounds of food scraps on the back of the trailer. So they're really dedicated, um, but also they're really fun people. Uh, they, they truly believe in the mission and they're very sustainability minded but also more than that they just they have a lot of fun they recognize the um, the the fun way of the fun thing that biking brings to the community and they really take that and roll with it uh, we have a really quirky team we have a very very quirky team and it's been great a lot of these people have a bunch of different jobs so being able to like plug in, plug in three hours a week on a bike um, and get that money uh, is really important and I think it's been great we've been able to hire a big um, a large diverse uh, kinds of people and I think that that's been really important in um, us growing as a company so yeah it's been great
1: that's great um so how does that kind of fit in with maybe the entrepreneurial culture in durham how does that fit in with kind of the local economy parts and also what communities are you serving where where does this compost go and who does this uh who does this affect that's
0: great um so i I guess the first part of your question that i want to address is yeah so i think something that we did was we just saw durham we saw what we had and we met them where they were at so we have a bunch of. millennial people in our in our community who are piecing together a lot of jobs, like I said earlier. Um, and so for us, we really take advantage of those people who are um, who do the things that they love. And because they do the things they love, it may not be a full-time job. So they're able to piece together a bunch of um, different jobs. And so we find that these people are extremely committed, even though it's a short amount of time commitment. And I think that's been hard to find at this conference. A lot of people have some staffing problems. Uh, we've been really thankful that that hasn't been an issue for us. Um, and, and to talk about your second point is, the people we're serving is, um, on our community garden part, we're serving those marginalized communities. So one of our gardens, all of the food scraps, I mean, all the food scraps that we make and turn into soil is used to grow food. And they don't sell that food. They give it directly to the um, recovery center across the street. It's a drug and alcohol recovery center. Um, it's a nonprofit. And so I think that's been really um, amazing for us to see that. Just right across the street, we see the people that we're helping feed, um, and it's been really rewarding for us. So, I think compost is a way to bring communities together, and I think to, I think this comp- conference has been great because I've been able to talk to other people who've been doing that better, and now I'm able to come back to Durham and and figure out how we can plug in a little bit more in these marginalized communities. Yeah,
1: that's great. Um, so a lot of the a lot of the folks that I've talked to have really been kind of um, they've been harping on the the, the fact that. What they have developed, the business or even the nonprofit and some of the educational things, they are, are filling a need. They're filling a gap. Um, whether that's um, some folks say that there, there are a lot of farmers around them, and so they said there's there's a really big opportunity for them. So, what kind of gaps do does Tilthy Rich fill um, in Durham? And you know, being able to help out these folks, um, was there an existing network of community gardens that you know needed the compost, needed to revitalize the soils? or is that something that you, like, your establishment helped spring up? Like, how do, what is that causal relationship?
0: Great. Um, thanks, Nick. So, for... For us, what we're doing is we're really connecting the dots. So people want to compost. Uh, they just don't know how, or they don't have the time or the space. Um, and so what we did, we, we we connect the people who want to compost with the people who do the composting. So on one side of our business, we haul for um, a large commercial composter. So we aggregate all the food scraps. Uh, so we kind of just serve as the hauling purpose of, of that side of our business. The other side, we drop off at community gardens. And what we saw was we have a ton of community gardens in Durham. Um, and a lot of them did not have any existing comp- Compost infrastructure in place. Um, they knew they wanted a compost, but they would just buy the compost from a local shop. That I mean, it wasn't lo- it wasn't a local source of compost. They would just have to buy it. It was expensive. They wanted to change that. They wanted to they wanted to create it. They wanted to use it as an educational aspect of their community garden. So what we found is we had the food scraps. They need the compost, and it would just made sense for us to partner. And we're so lucky because. We've been we've been able to help them build community uh, the uh, the compost bins. We help them maintain it. We help them distribute it. Like every, we're a part of the entire process, and it's been really rewarding to see all these local gardens like popping up now and being like, hey, we want to compost now. So it's been really great. Yeah.
1: So the the cause is both. I yes. mean, it's on both sides of it, and wow. that's and that's excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of being able to support the infrastructure for greater composting, you know, revitalizing soils, that type of thing. Um, what do you think has been your biggest challenge? Um, and maybe maybe this is actually something where you can talk a little bit about what you've heard from other people. So maybe if there's a challenge and then maybe a potential solution that you've seen from the conference. Because I know this is such a great gathering of people from all over the country doing these things. Um, but something that Institute for Local Self-Reliance loves to say, and I know a lot of these folks you know, do in practice, is that there's not a one-size-fits-all model. So I, I don't want to make tilthy-rich Washington, D.C., and I don't want to do tilthy-rich Minneapolis because everything can be tailored and done for a local communities. So have you have you found any challenges and maybe solutions here? Yes.
0: Uh, so for us, a big challenge is our scope of reach. Uh, so being on a bicycle obviously there's some places we just cannot get to safely or the density isn't there. Um, And so here we've been able to talk a lot about that because I think that's a priority of all of ours is to grow this movement and expand our our service areas. Um, And so I've been talking with a lot of other businesses and people here and it's been great. Um, There's been a lot of really great proposed solutions like like pricing it a little bit more if it's out of your service area. So you can still get there, but you're making it worth your while. Things like collaborating with other local businesses. So for us in the Triangle, we're really lucky. So we have us, we're bicycle powered and we mainly do downtown. Compost Now who uses Sprinter vans so they're able to get in the outskirts and go to the suburbs. And then we have Food Forward who uses big trucks and they do mostly all the commercial. So we're able to tackle it in three different ways. And I think that that collaboration is so important. Um, And I think what we heard yesterday was the the city of Austin uh, teaming up with compost peddlers to do a municipal composting. And I think that's what we really need. And that's what we're going to see if we're going to if we're going to see this movement continue to succeed and grow. That's what we're going to find to be the, the driving factor. Yeah.
1: In that vein, have you had any relationships with the um, city of Durham or maybe even I know there's a lot of economic development organizations in the triangle. Um, have you had those conversations with those folks and have they been fruitful? or They're always a challenge, you know, working with some of those groups, too. So how's that gone?
0: great um so for us we have a really close relationship with the city of Durham um, they've been so supportive of us and and it, in return, we've really driven the the need and the market for composting and so uh, a couple of council members reached out to us and said hey we're thinking about bringing up like a pilot program for municipal composting in the next seven years um, we would love to team up and like figure out how we can do this like partner up in a, in a way and learn and so I think it's been really great it's a very Um, respect like professional relationship but also um, we respect their what they can do and they respect our limits as well so it's very mutually respectful and I think I don't know some people municipal composting could be scary for business like like us because it could put us out or or it could push us out but for me I think that that's our main goal is to make sure everybody can compost every everybody should be able to compost and so I think being able to team up and and figure out a way for us to both get to that angle I think it's been it's really important
1: and to prove that this works Mm -hmm. I think that's something that you know Tilty rich um, a lot of the people that we've seen at the conference um, have been able to prove and you're able to make that case and you collect all the data points and do that because the people who want to implement a program are like show me the data show me the numbers so um, that's that's a great a great message to say that you know a lot of people could be threatened by that but it's it's something that's really really exciting Mm -hmm. Um, so here you know a lot of ideas floating around about, you know, investment, especially, um, in different forms of community composting, whether that's like very strictly volunteer based or it's a, it's a hauler, it's hauler based. Um, so, and then there's some people that do the processing as well as the, the collecting. Is there any model that you are really excited about, um, with Tilthy Rich or are you just like we're great? We love our model. This is awesome. We we don't have we have very few things we want to tweak about it. Is there anything that like really really excited you about stuff you saw?
0: Yeah, definitely. So for us, I would say number one is uh, exploring more of electrical assistance in terms of our bikes. I think that that would electric assist bikes would be amazing to have. It would allow us to expand our scope of reach. um, and Get up
1: those Durham hills, right?
0: Yes, 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 yes. And our riders would love us. Um, So I'm really excited about that and that potential. Um, And also I'm really excited to explore more of the processing part of composting. So right now about a little less than half of ours go to community gardens. And we're not allowed to give... Everything that you compost on site at community gardens in North Carolina has to stay on, in, on that garden, on that plot of land, unless you're permitted. And right now, it's extremely harder to be permitted in urban areas because of the restrictions. And so we're working with, closely with uh, North Carolina's um, organics recycling sector, and we're trying to figure out a way to kind of loosen up those permits and make one exclusively for um, urban compost sites. And so that's been really exciting, seeing people like Rust Belt Riders be able to process on community gardens. They have a lot looser of restrictions, and it, it's been really ex- inspiring to me. Um, it used to kind of hold me back, like, oh, we have all these rules. We can't we can't do this. But now I'm starting to push it and be like, all right, now what we have to do is change these these laws. And I think that's really exciting. I know it's going to be very hard and slow process, but I'm really excited for what that's going to do for North Carolina and, like, open up the potential. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm really excited about that.
1: That's great. Yeah, there's a lot of interesting policies that are kind of flowing around and it's it's difficult because so much of the the regulations you know lies in zoning which is like cities and counties and then also there are things for farmers which are usually state-led and so there's a lot of different barriers but there's a lot of enthusiasm which is something that I think is great for a conference like this to see there are people excited about this like there are people saying we love the dirt part we love the compost part we love getting our hands dirty but we also love the policy part and so um, that's really been inspiring for me to see and I'm sure for, for you as well. Um, do you have anything else you want to tell us about Tilthy Rich, about compost, about your wonderful experience here in LA, whatever, whatever works?
0: Yeah, I think that um, I love coming here. This is my second time, and I can't wait for Atlanta next year. Um, and for me, what it really helps is when we go back into our communities, we're usually a lot of the time by ourselves in the company, or we only have everybody within your uh, business to talk to. And you don't have anybody outside who can kind of give you a perspective of their own perspective and also an outsider looking in and being like, all right, here's what you need to do. And so coming here, I'm allowed to really like unpack all of our problems, basically, and be able to get really solid Um, Answers and solutions that I'm excited to bring back to Durham. So for me, it's just building this community. People who know me because they met me last year, people who know Tilthy Rich and they follow us throughout the year, be able to give us some solid advice. Um, And I love being able to provide other people advice as well. Like we have some smaller. New startups just this last year, like Apple Rabbit, I think you just interviewed. So it's like been really cool to see that, see them come um, from from the very beginning and be able to learn from other people. and And I'm excited to see where they're going to be at next year. So for me, it's about the community, and I don't think we could get that anywhere else other than the conferences like this. So I just think it's extremely valuable and. I'm really excited to take it back to Jerome. Yeah.
1: That's great. Yeah. Well, yeah, we're, we're happy to work with you guys and to do that type of thing. So, the last thing that I've been doing for everyone is asking for a uh, reading recommendation or a listening recommendation, just something where, you know, we can go directly from your perspective in this podcast to um, a good book or a good podcast or a good, you know, whatever. So, any recommendation you have for our listeners?
0: Ooh, like about Compass? specifically? Doesn't have
1: to be about compost, oh, wow. can be about, um, you know, new economy type things, can be about fiction, can be, you know, whatever you oh, want. Okay. So this is open-ended. I know it's pretty hard.
0: Um yeah, that's a hard question. Um, so I, okay, one of my favorite books I read recently is a book called Bad Feminist by Roxane Gay. Um, and I really, really like that book because she just Um, Her main thing is being inclusive um, not only as a feminist movement, but in all of your daily life. And I think that something that I was really interested in in this conference was our panel over social justice and making sure that we include people everybody into the composting process so that book really just highlights how how to kind of do that um and I don't know if it'll be everybody's cup of tea but I really do recommend it she's a great writer and I love all of her books so not compost related but social justice related
1: and life related, and yeah. Life related. yeah yeah to, to go back and forth and just do be inclusive in your day-to-day yes. interactions with people is something that I don't think is talked about enough
0: yep yep exactly I agree
1: All right. Well, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for taking the time to do this. It was great talking to you.
0: Thank you, Nick. I appreciate it. All
1: right. Thank you so much for listening to this special episode of the Composting for Community podcast from the Institute for Local Self-Reliance. Thank you to Grapes for his track, I Don't Know, licensed on Creative Commons. Be sure to check out the rest of the ILSR podcast family, including building local power, local energy rules, and community broadband bits at ILSR.org. Have a great day.